Welcome to the Midcast, presented by the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each month we will look at some of the key issues for mission in Scotland today. We'll bring you experienced voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the mission of the church in Scotland. Hi there, welcome along to the Midcast. My name's Glenn Innes. Thanks for taking the time to download our episode. Before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to take just a moment of your time to remind you or let you know about a conference that we have coming up on the 26th of November. The conference is going to be a day looking at innovation in church and mission and how we might try different things for the good of the kingdom. The day is going to be held at Easter House Baptist Church and we have Rich Robinson uh, and Martin Hodson also there for the day uh, where we're going to be looking to encourage one another, not just in learning, but also in how we put this into practice. There's more details in the show notes. There's a link to book there, and you can find some more information on the Baptist Union website at scottishbaptist.com. We'd love to see you at that day. Back to our podcast. This is the second part of a two-part podcast. Uh, we had Ali Bolton share with us in the first part her story of pioneering a faith community on a new housing development. Ali has, in the last year, begun an organisation called New Housing Hub, which looks to resource the wider church, uh, talking about and helping them think about how they might establish churches on new housing developments. I began the second part of this by asking Ali to let us know what it is that she's doing now. Yeah, so after the, uh, during the last 10 years, all sorts of people have got in touch because housing is just growing phenomenally to ask what we're doing. And I've spoken to people and, and things. And that led to me becoming a regional minister. Uh, Maybe you can at... explain, we don't have those in Scotland, so perhaps oh, you can okay. explain what that is. I'm a, I've been a Baptist regional minister, which is working for an association which is a geographical area within the union. And we have regional ministers who serve the churches in that area. I was very unusual because I was employed as a regional minister, but for pioneering ministry, oh, okay. pioneering mission rather. So um, I was doing that again, getting to know more and more people who want to know more and more about new housing. And a friend of mine, Penny Marsh, who's also a Baptist minister, who's working in new housing in a different part of the country, we wrote a book together on pioneer ministry in new housing areas. Okay. Well, and so we left... Pause just a second. What's the book called? The book is called uh, Pioneer Ministry in New Housing Areas. It's a growth book. It's oh, easy. It's one of, oh, great. It's one, one of those one ones. Three. Great. Yeah. Okay. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. So have a look down there and we'll point that out. They're, those books are great because eh? they're like, Three ninety-five yeah. or something like that, and they've got they're, really practical yeah. stuff in them. They're three ninety-five. They're ten thousand words, and they give you a place to start. And we partly wrote that because lots of people were getting in touch, and we didn't have capacity yeah. to talk to everyone. So we were able to say, "Why not read the book? That'll give you a start of the ten, and then go from there." And then again, because people were getting in touch, we began to think about developing a network. And Bob and Mary Hopkins, who are lovely people, some of you might know from Fresh Expressions, they encouraged us to become a Fresh Expressions hub, which is their word for their network groups. And so we became the new housing hub. And we'd already been working with 
churches together in England and churches together in England said, oh, we want to partner you as well. We were both Baptist ministers, so we partnered also with Baptists together. And so kind of before we knew it, we'd birthed this national ecumenical new housing hub. And that has grown and grown over the last three years. And I felt a call from God to lay down my paid job, to step out in faith, to live by faith, to serve the work of the new housing hub ecumenically and nationally. Um, from now, so I just just gave up my job at the end of July. And so I'm just sort of really starting this new this new ministry of working with the new housing hub. So at the end, I'm going to give you a chance to plug how people get in touch with you and how okay. you know what you can offer to folks. Um, but I wonder if I could ask you a couple of questions uh, around that, and then I'll let you say what you want at the end, if that's okay. Um, yeah. As you're looking at helping church, we have, we have, like most places, Scotland has a pretty substantial new housing plan. Um, the Scottish yeah. government, I think, uh, has a plan to deliver something like 50,000 affordable homes uh, in the next, yeah. uh, I want to say, five years. So it's like it's an astonishingly stretching target. Um, yeah. And I, I know that everybody listening to this will be able to name a sizable development fairly close yeah. by them, either affordable housing or uh, kind of home builder developments. Um, you talked about being the very first person onto your site. And I'm kind of struck by the, what sounded like the significance of that, the fact that you were there first and therefore welcoming in everyone and setting a tone for the community. So, if a church sees a big yeah. development coming or sees the planning applications for it or whatever, what what would you recommend in terms of people beginning to think about engaging with that project? Yeah, I mean, if somebody can move there, I think that is a hugely significant and strategic thing to do. Um, and I found with a lot of people when they're engaging with new housing, they keep looking and thinking, oh, nothing's really happening, nothing's really happening. Don't be fooled by that, because you don't see anything happen until about 12 weeks before the houses are ready. Okay. Um, so much is going on in the background, putting in infrastructure and all of that. So start early. I mean, I think it takes about three years to really be putting things in place from very first start. I came on board 14 months beforehand. And there'd already been people praying yeah. before that okay. and making contact. So practically get in touch with the council, say things like, uh, we're, you know, we're a local church. What is there anything we could do to, to help make this a great new community? Um, I found that one minister did that and they were the only positive response they'd had to the new building out of everybody. Oh, wow. Everybody was just complaining. Okay. And so they got in touch with him by return. They, they replied to his email straight away and said, we'd love to meet you. What might we do together? Okay. So that, that posture. Be, the, yeah, sorry. The, so, yeah, the posture you talked about earlier, really important. Sorry, Glenn. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, people want to hear from you, not me. Um, I guess uh, I'm wondering... Just at a very practical level, would you be going to the, the house builders or would you be talking to the council? Um... Yeah, so we talked to both. Okay. And anyone else who will fund or help us in any way, shape yeah, or yeah, form. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I spoke to the council. 
I encourage everybody to go to their developer and say, will you fund a house? Oh, wow. Now, in most circumstances, that doesn't happen. Yeah. But I've said that to everybody, and some people have gone to their developers and have got a house. Some people have got funding for a community worker okay. through either their council or the developer. Um, so I, I would go to both those places. I would go to Christian charities. Um, you know, we, we sold our house to come here. Mm -hmm. Most new houses don't equate to old houses. Yep. So we couldn't afford this. We put our money in and got a new mortgage. And okay. um, we also found that some Baptist money came into okay. it. Buying houses is really expensive. That's, you know, yeah. it's a tricky thing. Yeah. Ask yeah. anybody. Yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so there's some really practical things we can do. And those things can be actually really early, long before we ever see a great deal happening on the piece of land that it's going to yeah. be there. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I didn't say is go to all the community meetings. Okay, yeah. Search it out, find it out, get yourself on the mailing list. When we moved here, I was the only person who went to a lot of the meetings beforehand. It was just me. Okay. Kept meeting the same people. I went to the, the school meeting beforehand, even though I didn't have kids of that age. I went to all of those meetings. I got myself on the mailing list. Make yourself an expert about it and meet people in person so you can build relationships. So it also sounds like... Um, if a church is thinking about doing yeah. this, then having someone who is the key person who's going to be at the front of that and therefore getting their face known and building relationships is actually maybe at least, a, if not more important, than a church saying we're interested. So it's not another organisational thing, it's a more relational thing. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah, we found it changed hugely. So churches together in my area is really good but they couldn't get what they wanted from the council because the council were just thinking they were dealing with the church. Yeah. When someone was going to move in, suddenly all sorts of doors opened because it was an individual who was going to serve the community. But it doesn't have to be the person who ends up moving in who does all the preliminary work okay. because that's often not not possible. Yeah. I've worked for the church recently. They had a great guy doing all the all this preliminary stuff, getting to know people, writing everything. But they then employed a community minister to move on. Oh, great. And then gradually he introduced her to everyone and now she's made loads of local relationships and things. So it doesn't have to be, that person doesn't have to be the person who moves in. But I think it is good. To, it's about building relationships. I think relationship is, is the key rather than institution. So I'm going to pose a question that I know might annoy some people, but I don't really mind. So um, it sounds to me, and I, I want to be conscious of the language you used, but when you talk about people moving on to a new development like this, they are going, and if there's a couple of them, then they are the church there. Um, it's quite possible a lot of people might struggle with that idea and therefore when they're seeing a new development, they say, we need a church there. And they notice that in the development plan, there's a piece of property that's set aside that if a church wants to buy it, it can be used for religious purposes. And so they think, ah, church on the community, do a building. Do you, you've, you've done this now for 10 years and you've been around a lot of this whole movement uh, around the UK. Do you have a view on whether churches should be building buildings and moving churches in there or just 
straightforward moving people in and that's the church? Firstly, I will say that God does all sorts of things in all sorts of ways. Okay. So I think it's important to say that yep. because I think sometimes we can go, God works like this and then he, then he surprises us because he does something completely different. Of course. My experience and my theological reflection on this is um, I think people are really important. So yep. I think building the relationships and going in and being church before there's a gathering is really important. That's my, I, I feel like that is where the church grows. It grows from knowing one another. Yeah. Um, so I think the same about people. Some people say to me, oh, we're waiting for the community centre to be built and then we'll start church. Yeah. Um, but then it becomes an attractional church yeah. that's not indigenous to that community. Yeah. becomes a thing that we impose in it. Now, if you're going to say we're going to be in the community and at the point where we have somewhere to gather, if that feels right, we'll use the community centre. That's a different approach. Yeah. But, I, you know, so I think people, people, people. Do I think we should be building new churches? On the whole, controversially, I don't think we should be building new churches, mainly because once something is a church, that excludes a lot of people who will never walk into that building. Do I think that churches should be building buildings? In some cases, absolutely. If churches have got money, but if they can build, some of our some of our new communities are really lacking in community facilities. And if a church is being a follower of Jesus and saying we're laying down our lives and saying we've got this money, we're not going to build a church and make it like a church that we traditionally understand as a church. Uh -huh. But we're going to build this building. We're maybe going to host a library. We'll maybe put a cafe in it. We'll maybe say that the children's centre can be here. We'll maybe have a sports hall. And we've got this space that as a Christian gathering grows, we've got space to do that and to engage there. Then I say, yes, if we're genuinely saying we are serving the community as opposed to we want to build our specific church, we want to build God's, God's kingdom. And so, yeah, if you've got money and you can serve the community, building a building might be a wholly appropriate thing to do. Um, most of us haven't got that money, so we never have this. <laughs> we never have the luxury of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I don't think buildings aren't good or bad, are they? They are, they are something that comes from our mission and our discipleship in that area. So the, the building's helpful if it facilitates our mission, but we can't give over the mission to and assume that by building a building, we've done the mission. Absolutely. I mean, I think the days of we build it and they come are well and truly far past. We've even found we did a lot of things outdoors mm -hmm. and we were lots of us said, oh, when we've got the community centre built, it'd be great. We can go inside and even not even church things, but even some of our community facility, uh, activities some people find it hard to actually go into a building and so we still do a lot of things outdoors because they're very open people can engage they can walk away they're very non-threatening actually buildings define things which can be right you know and I, we meet in a building now for our for our gathering yeah. and i don't think that's wrong but i think we need to be aware that buildings exclude 
that sounds like a whole other conversation we could have, but we are it running does. out of time. And <laughs> I really do want to give you a chance to uh, tell people how to get in touch with you and what I guess you would offer if someone was looking for some uh, advice in this area. Yeah. So we've got a website, which is simply newhousinghub.org. So you can have a look on the website. Under there, we've got resources, and those resources include things like videos. So there's a Kairos moment video that is a really good starting point for you or your church or your team who are getting together, which says suggests that God is doing something in new housing and what our response to it might be. It's just six minutes long. There's things like welcome letters that you could download um, if you were going to put together a welcome pack. There's bags you can buy that just got new housing hub on that you could fill. There's a link to the book, those sorts of things. We also have a Facebook group, New Housing Hub, where quite a lot of conversation happens on there. And it's not just about me. It's about talking to each other, learning from one another. And we've got a Twitter group, New Housing Hub. Um, personally, um, you can contact us on info at newhousinghub.org. And um, so we do conferences. We've got conferences all around the country. We haven't yet got one in, Ed in Scotland. Oh, we'll fix so, that. You know, we'll have to look at that. But this academic year, we're doing three regional conferences in Leeds, Exeter and Lincoln. Um, and that brings in a whole lot of different people, as well as Penny and myself, who are co-directors of the New Housing Hub. And um, gives a chance for people to connect geographically and also to engage with the resource hub. We bring in a lot. Anyone who will partner with us who we think will further this, this mission and this vision to share God's love with every new housing area. We invite them to partner. We want to be very generous in that. Um, we, I also do training events. So some people say we don't, we know we're not going to host a whole regional conference, but we'd love to do a training event. And so I've got various training modules. I'm an educationalist at heart, having been a teacher <laughs> for a lot of years. Um, so I can bring in those things. I meet with small groups. Sometimes I meet with people like this via Skype or other technologies. And sometimes we visit. I have people come and visit us here. We have some people on placement. We have some day visits. Um, and I also point people in the direction of other places they might visit or connect with. So we're trying to, to create a community. The New Housing Hub isn't a franchise that we're trying to say, go to a new place and do this. It's a vision we're trying to give away. And that vision of working together across denominations and Christian traditions to share God's love on every new housing area. That's that's our vision. And I can't do that on my own. Penny can't do it on her own. We, you know, we're trying to give this vision away and say, how can we get this to spread out? Um, you know further and further that we can see God's kingdom come in our new communities. Ali that, that that's brilliant so if I can sum up you do everything from website based stuff uh, resources people can download Facebook groups they can connect to you've got conferences training modules you guys do basically consultancy where you'll come into a church and help them think about things uh, and just about anything else that a church wants to help them get onto a new housing estate they should speak to you. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, do that. Bear in mind there's one of me. So we're <laughs> lots and lots of people are contacting me and we're growing the capacity and hopefully growing our new housing advocates so we've got more around the country. 
Ali, thank you for all you do. Uh, thank you for the inspiration that you are, what your story is, uh, and for what you're doing now. Uh, we're really excited to see how that develops and to see how we can partner with you up here in Scotland. Uh, and thank you so much for this time. Uh, it's been great to chat to you. Thank you. It's been wonderful to talk to you all. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ali as much as I enjoyed recording it. It was a subject I didn't know a great deal about, and so it was great to sit with an expert and actually learn a whole ton about what it is to establish a faith community on a new housing development. We have another podcast that will be out again next week. Uh, it will have a slightly different flavour. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, we'd love you just to take a moment or two to make sure that you're subscribed so that you get all uh, the episodes that come out, but also to take a moment just to give us a little uh, rating and review. It really helps other people find the podcast if you could do that. Final reminder, 26th of November, join us for our Innovation Day being run by the Mission Initiative Group, the Baptist Union. Link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. I've been Glenn Innes. This was the Midcast. We are out. You've been listening to the Midcast, a presentation of the Mission Initiative Group of the Baptist Union of Scotland.